Hey guys, and welcome back to F-Words. This episode is long-awaited, and I'm hyped to get it started. Today, I introduce to you Brian Gilligan Ziegler. Brian is a longtime friend of mine. Originally from Orlando, Florida, this humble guy and I met at sleepaway camp in 2011. Shout out Camp Coleman. There, we figured out our similar backgrounds of growing up with University of Florida alumni for parents and our shared love for the Florida Gators. We've traveled to Georgia, North Carolina, and just about every state in the South together, and have also taken our talents to Israel too. Now we vibe in Gainesville where we are both UF students who hang out, watch football, and listen to Dead & Company together. Gilligan studies food and resource economics and recently got accepted into the Masters of International Business program at UF. Currently, he's spending the semester in Denver, Colorado, where he bikes, hikes, skis, and watches the Jets lose. So with that, I'm excited to introduce Brian Gilligan Ziegler to the F-Word stage and get started with this podcast episode. So Happy to be I'm here. Happy first, to have First you. time on a podcast. I can't wait. I consider you an early adopter of podcasts when they started getting big a few years ago. So how does it feel to finally like be on the podcast stage? It's honestly long overdue. I should have been on people's podcasts years ago. You have some pretty hot takes to share. Yeah. I just don't know uh, anyone with a podcast no, until now. So how are things? How's everything after the Thanksgiving break and just wrapping up with the semester? Everything's good. Just trying to get all my work done for the rest of the semester so that I can ski every single day. Um, so it's pretty much my Colorado. goal. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like we, I know you've been in Colorado um, this past semester, but the audience doesn't know that you've been in Colorado so I think that's just like a perfect segue to talk into that um, that topic and to kind of get started with that. Um, obviously, you and your brother Eli are in Denver this semester, just chilling and kind of living there, having a different experience. Um, how did this all start out? Did the pandemic affect it? Did your um, your travels over the summer affect it? How did this all transpire? It definitely all went into it. Um, I think I wouldn't have been able to do this without the pandemic, but it's also something I've always wanted to do. So it sort of gave me the opportunity to go for it. But it was definitely our trip this summer. So for everyone that doesn't know, I went on a road trip this summer from Las Vegas to Denver. Um, this was my second like long road trip that I did. I did uh, San Diego to Canada last summer, which was amazing. But so we were there this summer and we were in Utah and it was June and it was still like, I don't know, the pandemic, I guess wasn't really fresh anymore, but seemed like it was going to go for a lot longer. And I sort of made the decision that like, I don't think classes are going to be in person. I think I'm going to be able to really go for it. And I didn't know what I wanted to do yet because I hadn't been to Colorado since I was six years old. So I didn't know I wanted to come here. Um, but when I got here, we left. Colorado did all camping and everything. I loved outdoors and everything. Um, and I was like, I really want to come back here. So I kind of, from then on, started looking for places, looking for Airbnbs, trying to get scoping out cheap locations that I could uh, come out here for a while. It's been great. I so, miss I miss Gainesville and I miss school, but it's been yeah, awesome. Definitely taking the place, especially since I feel like um, study abroad is just like not going to be a thing for our graduating class anymore mm -hmm. so definitely good to get out there I mean I've been in Gainesville this semester and 
it's weird because it just doesn't feel like normal school. So in a sense, I feel like I'm somewhere else. And like now mm-hmm. I physically am in Miami. But uh, yeah, I, I'm kind of jealous that you were able to kind of get that all together and go for it like that. Yeah, I didn't know how it was going to work out. I thought I was going to have really bad FOMO of just like everyone having fun. Everyone, everything's normal at school. And at UF, it pretty much was normal for the most part from what I saw. Um, but I really never felt that. I've been biking. I love to bike. So I got to bike four days a week out here in some of the best like conditions, uh, most beautiful scenery, um, at least in the country, if not the world. Um, and now it's cold. It's 25 degrees right now, but not too much, a little bit. Um, and so now I get to ski during the week, so, which I would not be able to do in Gainesville. That's completely true. During the week, activities range from sitting in your apartment or going out and risking getting coronavirus, I guess. But yep. um, now that like you've kind of been established there for a few months, I know that you lived in another apartment. Now you're kind of more in like an established house. Besides um, biking and skiing, you mentioned, what else have you kind of been up to since you've been there? Well, Colorado is not Florida. Everything is not open here. In fact, nothing is open. Um, They closed indoor dining and everything and outdoor dining. So there's really nothing to do. I have a few friends here that I see every once in a while, but pretty much just solo, just (laughs) hanging out, uh, getting outside whenever I can, whenever it's not too cold. And I mean, I'm still taking classes. So a lot of that, a lot of grinding in school. Definitely. And then kind of just like, honing in on what you've been doing outdoors like I know that you mentioned skiing and biking but I know that your road trip this summer also started off as like a hiking thing so how did like hiking turn into biking and then turn into skiing well I've been I'm an eagle scout I was a boy scout my whole life my grandpa was an eagle scout as well and he loved to camp and everything and I think I get that from him um so I've been hiking all my life everywhere I go, North Carolina, Utah, Colorado, um, last summer, California, Washington, and Oregon, and Canada. Um, and it's just awesome. But other members of my family bike, and I was never really into biking, but in quarantine, I got into biking because um, there's nothing else to do, no one else to see. So I just started biking. Um, and there's some of the best biking in the world out here in Colorado. So it, it kind of matched up perfectly to be able to launch into uh trying to do cycling as a, a real hobby and i've got i got a lot better at it and it was, it was a lot of fun and i think i'll keep doing it when i get back to gainesville and then skiing i've been doing on and off for my whole life yeah totally and um you mentioned that other family members also do cycling and like i know that eli is pretty big into it eli is brian's brother and um so how how is that experience between you two just like being in colorado like you guys are pretty close brothers already but how has that kind of like de- like changed your relationship or like ha- what has come out of that? Um, yeah, we're pretty close. We've done, I guess, a month total in a van together. So you gotta be pretty close in order to do that. But yeah. I'm just lucky that he was willing to come out here with me, honestly. So everything about that is like, he, he can annoy me all he wants, but I wouldn't be here out here uh, unless he came with me. And he's working all day, so he works like, full-time job 6 30 in the morning to 8 p.m at night so he's mainly just sitting at the kitchen table and I do my own thing so it's been yeah easy. definitely I mean like he already graduated co- uh, college so like 
I guess this is just like time that you never thought that you'd be like living together still. Definitely. I feel like. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I thought he was gone. I thought I would never live with him ever again. And then now I've lived with him. I've pretty much spent the better part of this entire year, like in the same spot as him, which is very interesting. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I mean, like it's different for me because me and Marley are usually always in the same spot, but just like this summer being back home, like being with my parents and Ruby, um, it's been fun. It's been crazy and also weird because it's just like being back home, like you just have so much nostalgia of like everything. A lot of Grateful Dead. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> background picture right there. Um, but yeah, and I know that like for my family, our big we always like love to be outside. So I can see how you and Eli have definitely been living it up in Colorado. Um, what have been some of your favorite spots to bike at? Um, biking. So we were only out here biking for about a month and a half because it got too cold, unfortunately. But um, let's see. The best place, Moab, Utah, was amazing. It was just very windy. It was like 30 mile an hour winds getting like knocked off my bike. It was crazy. But uh, Utah, going through the canyons there was unbelievable. Um, where else? Uh, and Boulder, Colorado. Boulder is, that, that place is sick. Yeah. Like that, those mountains just sitting right there. I mean, I'm from Florida. It's just crazy every time I see the mountains. So yeah, anytime no, biking and seeing mountains, I'm I'm good for it. Yeah, I mean, like, I can't imagine that. Like, I like to bike, but I'm not really like a strong cyclist. I wouldn't describe myself as that. But I know that um, you in Israel when we were there, you didn't go on sea to sea, but we did like a mountain biking trail thing. So I guess that was like my first experience mountain biking and I liked it I'm just scared of going downhill so like that's a problem when it comes to mountain biking and like yeah. that's really why I, I enjoy that's why I, I don't know if you've seen biking. the yeah beach biking's good that's chill yeah yeah I don't know if you've seen the mountain biking that people do out here like on the ski like the ski runs and everything yeah. like those people are insane they go like 70 miles an hour just through the trees I yeah, do not no. understand it. That's not I for me. I'll deal. I'll deal with the cars and the road any day. Not not going downhill. Yeah, no, definitely not. Um, I mean, like I, you mentioned that you were an Eagle Scout and like you've always had a love for being outdoors. I think that's definitely like been proven. Like we've obviously had times together at camp and like we also went on Outward Bound together, which I'd like to bring up if you're down. Um, for everyone who doesn't know, um. Brian and I went on the North Carolina Outward Bound School excursion in the summer of 2017. We went, us two, and then um, eight other of our camp friends, and then led by our counselor, EKP. And for on a, a program week, for juvenile delinquents. Yes, that's Mind basically you. what happened. <laughs> and we hiked and mountain climbed for a week in North Carolina, endured pretty horrible rain conditions, and Honestly, like, what it was horrible while it was happening. Looking back, I'm really happy we did it. What do you feel about it? I mean, I got a concussion, so that's true. That was not fun. I still have a and, scar on my on my eyelid from that, so that's not fun. But overall, concussion. Hilarious, uh, just hilarious times. Just seeing everyone in the middle of the woods in North Carolina, just in the pouring rain. Miserable. No, no help. No help in sight. <laughs> I mean, um, like, I think that there were some nights that, like, 
the vibes were okay like everyone was holding it together and then other times that like we really all lost it as a group and it's just funny now to look back and just remember like how pissed off people actually were getting and like the different stories that everyone has that not everyone remembers at the same time and like it's just a crazy thought that like we all just like linked up together and carried like 40 pounds on our back for like that whole time and ate powdered hummus and powdered milk and gross Ugh. oatmeal and and butterscotch so chips yeah well, for anyone just just picture this a group of 10 16 year olds wearing full yellow rain suits like on deadliest catch in the pouring rain in the dark staring at an imaginary campfire just looking sad yeah and that was the whole week an imaginary yeah there was no fire the whole time I'll never forget the first more the first day we got there and we were kind of just like not really sure what to do or like what was going to happen throughout the whole time and our first lunch was powdered hummus and everyone was kind of like oh shit like this is what it's going to be and then we started the hike and then like three minutes into it we started having to put on our rain suits and everyone was immediately so started like, raining I'll never forget that first night we had pasta for dinner and like everyone's pasta was just like soup basically because like the rainwater was getting into our bowls and like everyone just had to eat it and then we woke up the next morning and there's just like bears in our campsite and everyone was like unsure of what to do I don't even remember the pasta I remember the bear I'll never forget the pasta because it was like mac and cheese so it was like mac and cheese soup and like it was just completely brutal honestly how about and the like, very first thing, well, like, right when we got there, we got pulled off the side of the road, and they're like, yeah, everything you brought, you don't need any of that. You're going to leave that here. Yeah, You'll exactly. take all this garbage we give you. Yeah. I mean, even you'll deal going with back it. to, like, Mahone weekend, when they, like, came for that presentation, I don't know if you, you were you at Mahone weekend? I wasn't weekend? there. No. Okay, so there. before, um, before, like, for Mahone weekend, the Outward Bound people, like, came to camp and gave us a presentation on like everything we'd need. And we were all looking at each other and we we're like, nah, like we don't need any, like this is crazy. They like are telling us we need like face nets for the mosquitoes and we're like, is this for real? And like- I wish I had a face net. Real. Oh, face nets were good. No, I wish I had one. Nets. Yeah, I mean, maybe you should have been at the presentation. <laughs> yeah, I guess I missed that part. But yeah, I mean, Marley always describes it as like, if you can't handle me on Outward Bound, then you don't deserve me in the village. And just like finishing out Outward Bound was obviously a euphoric feeling. And like now we just look back and laugh because of how miserable we were the whole time. Just truly awful. Just truly yeah. awful. I mean, what was your highlight of Outward Bound looking back? Climbing. Climbing was Climbing. fun. That was the morning I like hit my head on the rock too. So yeah. that was like the peak and the valley of the whole trip was all within like three hours of each other. Yeah. No, I mean, like, that day, I'll never forget, like, it was the most beautiful weather while rock climbing, and then, like, the yeah. second we're gonna go to the campsite, it starts, like, lightning, and we're, like, oh, my God, what is going on? Yeah. That like, was so bad. My oh highlight my was that day, too, but not climbing. Mine was just, like, going to collect water with BB and EKP, and, like, we didn't have to bring our backpack, so it was finally, like, walking without weight on and like we could mm -hmm. really like enjoy everything and that was just like the best part and obviously finishing and honestly like messing with our group leaders was hilarious because they just weren't used to it and no one cared 
they were just awful too. They they did not know how to handle us at all. They were not used to people who were friends with each other. Yeah. Being on the trip. I think that I really know. threw them off and they couldn't recover. Yeah. And just to like close out this outward bound talk, just for all the viewers to know, like our camp has never gone back to outward bound after <laughs> we were there. So that's kind of just like the long lasting impact that we have had. We complain loudly. <laughs> and also the North Carolina Outward Bound School. Um, do you have your pin, by the way? No, I lost my pin within within a day of leaving. We got when, pins. We got pins for uh, successful completion of Outward Bound, and uh, I got mine first because I was the best uh, Outward Bounder. Um, he was. Yeah, and I lost it immediately. Yeah, totally. It meant a lot to me. <laughs> I mean, once we were at camp, Outward Bound seemed like a far away hallucination that we all went through oh my god yeah I mean we've obviously talked a lot about being outdoorsy I know that you love to travel I know that during spring break you also like went on vacation like kind of at the cusp of coronavirus was it winter break or spring break no that was that was spring break that that was actually a big thing that helped me like get out here now was um all my friends went to Cabo uh I didn't this seems like a trend is all my friends doing something and it's just me. Um, but they went to Cabo. I had a previous commitment in DC over spring break for like a couple of days that I had to go to. So I couldn't go to Cabo. So I decided to make a trip out of it just by myself. Went to DC, went to New York, went to Boston and then back. So just visited people along the East Coast yeah. and the big cities, which were three main hotspots. And this was the first week of March as everyone, not everyone knows, but that was when our spring break was. So it was the first week of March. I'm just traveling like main city to main city. Um, everyone's joking about Corona. I saw Mike Pence speak and he said, uh, just use hand sanitizer and pray. Um, so that didn't work out. I prayed. I forgot to use the hand sanitizer though. Um, yeah, so, but that really showed me that I could do just traveling on my own. And it was really fun to be able to do whatever I wanted because I didn't have to like talk about it, talk with anyone and make decisions. So that made me like, I can come out here and just be on my own and do whatever I want. Yeah. And, and that's why I'm here. So that was, that was definitely a big reason. I don't think I would have made, because it was, it was a hard choice to not go back to school. So I, I don't think I would have been able to make that decision with confidence had I not been on yeah. that trip and spring break by myself. Totally. And now that we're kind of just like, not isolated and quarantined, but like kind of because pandemic is still happening and obviously we're not gonna add to that shit show that's happening abroad and in the U.S. but like it definitely does get you thinking of like places that you want to travel to like I know for me like I'm itching to travel somewhere like I love mm -hmm. Gainesville I love Miami but like I really do love to travel and like I'm ready to kind of go somewhere else and experience other cultures so what are some places that you're thinking of hitting up next? Well it's not really a culture but my number one place that I want to go is Antarctica I just want to see like penguins and stuff and whales and stuff and that's like my number one place but like with people um I want to go to Southeast Asia I've never been yeah. I've been to China but that was when I, I don't know if any of us will ever go back to China but that was when I was eight years old um so I remember it a little bit but not much and I, I really want to go down to like Korea Vietnam Thailand yeah. all those places yeah and totally just, there's a there's this I think I think my friend Jack did it too but I have a friend here in Denver 
who went to Thailand and him and a buddy did a two week scooter road trip through Thailand, um, just staying in villages the whole time and just like perfect weather, just riding on these like big highways or uh, small highways on like giant mountains in the forest and just like, I want to do that. Were they like what type of scooters are you talking like tut tuts? Like what are they called? I don't know. Like whatever cheap gasoline powered scooters you can find in that. Like Gainesville Thailand. scoots. Like, like Gainesville scoots, but probably worse. Yeah, like Thailand edition. They said like the gas like meter didn't work or anything, so they would just oh have to god. guess. Oh my god, that's insane. I know. For me, I really want to go to Asia. I've never been, but I also do want to hit up some places in Europe. I like feel like I haven't had the experience of just like going to the main European spots mm-hmm. just because I've gone like other places so many times. So I definitely like some top locations of mine. I want to go to Portugal. I like haven't haven't been to London. So like I feel like I need to do like the whole London and Paris thing. And then like Asia Paris is, is overrated. Yeah. I mean, but like you can't not go to Paris. Like you can't just live your life yeah, not you can. going to Paris. Yeah, you can. And no, I need to experience. Go somewhere that. else in France. Anywhere but yeah, Paris. I mean, like France as a whole, like the yeah. London France trip that everyone takes. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I mean, like I was never planning on studying abroad, so it's kind of just like up to me to like decide where I want to hit up next right. and when we can travel. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, I think that naturally closes out kind of like the Colorado and travel and outdoors and outward bound section. And now I kind of definitely want to bring back um, into the F word stage, the sports platform that um, you and me are like totally big fans of last episode. We didn't really touch on sports just with timing of the election. And I definitely want to hit that up um, in this episode, especially because you and I both have just like the shared experience of growing up in like a Gator household and, and like counting you as like one of the only people that understand what it's like to like, grow up being a diehard Gators fan and then like having to experience trying to get into UF was probably like so freaking stressful and like just that whole process of getting in and being unsure and like not knowing how like your identity was going to be affected by like that (laughs) that decision letter but I mean um, growing up in a Gator household there's been like ups and downs when we were younger we were obviously a really good football team and then kind of in like our tween years yeah it's been a shit show but now that we're students there I feel like the gator gods have opened up their arms and like have let the success roll in for us so what was kind of your experience of growing up in a gator household well I I was born on Tennessee week and I think I was born I don't know Wednesday or Thursday my dad went to the game on Friday and so ever since then my mom's been my best friend but um just kidding uh so yeah it's it's basically been like that like my dad went to the game right after I was born I think I went to a game within within a month of being born I went to my first game I had the headphones on and just was held by my mom the whole time um so I've been going to games literally my entire life um went to the 2008 national championship I remember getting called out of class I had my gator shirt on I thought I was so cool getting called out ready to go um and went there that was fun that was the very first time I was eight years old that was the first time I like understood football and ever since then I've been like diehard football fan and sports fan just in general 
it was yeah. just being there that just it just all clicked yeah same for me I mean being from Miami it's obviously way harder to kind of get to games on yeah. a weekly basis but like that's not to say that like Saturdays were not like a holy day in the household and like still is um every Saturday no matter what's going on in the world when the Gators are playing that's all that kind of matters and I feel like it's been fun kind of bringing that experience to school and and kind of finding people that also love the Gators but haven't really had that like diehard everything stops for Florida Gator football on Saturday experience so that's been really fun for me and um just I haven't found that which is which is funny I've had I was a bigger Gator fan before I was a student um, I feel like that because I was surrounded people. by people who are such bigger like such big Gator fans and yeah. like now at school it's like it's sort of around us and I think it's it's weird now with Trask being like the Heisman and everything because it's like I remember Tim Tebow being like a god to me he was like 15 feet tall in my mind and like yeah. trying to picture a Kyle Trask statue next to that just is such a funny image in my mind just like it, I go to school it definitely with this guy. gets me thinking because like obviously like yes Tim Tebow was like a god to us in our like early childhood life and like I wonder for the kids that were at UF at that point was Tebow just like trasked us like if we saw him on the street we're like oh like hey but it's not like a whole like out of body like fangirl experience to see him like I wonder what that dynamic was I mean I feel like it has to be a little different because like Trask was like like low-key a mistake like his like success (laughs) is like a mistake honestly and it's just so random his success isn't a mistake but it was never supposed to happen (laughs) yeah exactly it's just like a really like random occurrence that happened that like everyone is totally okay with because he ended up being good but we saw like the shit show of quarterbacks that like we've had to endure and like all of them weren't good but like if one of them was good like everyone would be okay with it but I just feel Mm -hmm. like because Trask was always low-key he's kind of like low-key on campus too and just like not bigger players because like no one's really better than him on the team except maybe like Pitts but like more outgoing and like cocky players are like the big men on campus type of thing and like people Mm -hmm. get more hyped up to see them like you don't see Trask at bats like you just don't Yeah, yeah, he's not Felipe. Um, yeah. But Tebow was, like, big from his freshman year. He won the he won the national championship his freshman year as, like, yeah. the dual quarterbacks would leak. So he was from then on, like, huge. He had already won a national championship. Yeah. Won, won the Heisman his sophomore year. Um, and then had a full another year, maybe two years, because was it, did he stay four years? Yeah, he yeah, came four years. Yeah. And then two more years after winning the Heisman, still on campus. Where like that's Tim Tebow and he's very famous, but Kyle Trask is like none of that. Literally none of that. I literally like compare him to like an episode or like a plot in like Blue Mountain State, like when like Alex Moran like literally was like third string quarterback, like was never expecting to start, and like all of a sudden is like the starting quarterback of like a pretty good team, and like I just think of like Trask's girlfriend, like she probably thought she was getting like lucky like third fourth string quarterback like he goes to practice but like it doesn't really matter what he's up to and then all of a sudden he's just like every ESPN every sports commentator knows Kyle Trask and like he's the front runner for the Heisman Trophy I wonder how that feels 
Yeah, it's totally like Blue Mountain State. He he's been a backup his literally his entire career. There's no way he even considered starting. Yeah, no. <laughs> like I'm I sure mean, every season he was like, maybe I'll start this year, but then he's like, you know what? I'll be back up again. Yeah, and it's not even like he's <laughs> like a Florida he's like, local. Yeah. Like he's from Texas. Like it's it's completely. Yeah, it's random. the only thing. It's the only good thing that Mac Wynn did. Yeah, agreed. Literally I mean, the only good thing. <laughs> I feel like, like. I mean, I hope he wins the Heisman because that'd be awesome. But in the same sense, like I do see like a, some negatives to him being the Heisman Trophy, and just like I feel like as a team and a, as a coach, Mullen is really trying to change the storyline in the media from like the Gators pushing for like a national championship berth rather than like Trask for Heisman. And I think that if he does win the Heisman, like maybe there would be some demotivation, unmotivation, like, within the team. I also think that if Trask wins the Heisman, there's going to be a lot, a lot, a lot of people that just feel really fucking stupid for just, like, never giving him a chance. So, like, yeah. I wonder how that's also going to play out. I mean, like, he doesn't seem to care that he just, like, never got a chance before now. I feel like he just thinks he's lucky. And, like, if we're comparing him to Tebow – yeah, it'll I be interesting like, to see what he says after the season and after he's yeah. at UF just to like hear him talk about it all. Because while you're a student and while you're in the on the team, there's very little that you can actually say. You don't talk to reporters or anything. Right. But it'll be. In, I'm sure he'll do like a players' tribune or something like that. Yeah, totally. Like how how I didn't start for ten years and then won the Heisman. Yeah. Um, but it, it'll definitely be interesting. I don't think he'll end up winning. I think they'll they'll give it to like Justin Fields after after playing like four games or some shit. But yeah, just because there's there's a strong bias against him for some reason yeah exactly and like also just like comparing him and Tebow like I think Tebow is more of like a gifted player but like Trask's success is from his just like ability to like practice and work really hard and like I think that like in recent times the trend is that the, the Heisman goes to like the gifted players and not those that like the put their head down <laughs> yeah exactly yeah and so, like, I don't know, but I mean, right now, I mean, Joe like, Burrow won last year, and I don't see how that's that how it's much different. I mean, Joe Burrow was talked about like he was the second coming of of Jesus and like the most the best uh, football player of all time last year, starting after the third game. And Kyle Trask has been just as good, if not better. Totally but it's better. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. And I and no, it's I just know. because, and I think that has a lot to do with UF itself. I don't know if it was intentional, but. LSU marketed the shit out of Joe Burrow. Yeah. And really pumped up that team and made them into superstars. And Florida has not done that like, at all. Work around Trask. I mean, like our our offensive like players, like our receivers are stacked. Like everyone mm-hmm. can get a good grab. Everyone can make a play, except maybe like our running backs are like a little hit or miss and like. Mm-hmm. But that's the same thing that LSU was last year. They had an electric offense, sick receivers, yeah. great tight end. But it was all about Joe Burrow. And yeah. this year, it's sort of like, look at that Florida offense. And guess what? Kyle Trask is also there. So yeah, I, I don't I really mean, get it. I think that, like, Mullen is just really, like, when um, Derek Mason got fired from Bandy, like, the other day, the first thing Mullen said in, his, in the press conference yesterday was that him and coaches like Derek Mason, Florida and Vanderbilt coaches have a completely different job just because of the different academic standards that our school is at compared to other schools in the SEC. And I think that like what Mullen is trying to do is just match up 
like he always talks about like the gator standard and whatever and i think he's just trying to extend that like ideal to the entire school and just mm-hmm. like really put like he wants a championship like it's cool to coach a heisman but like it's cooler to win a championship and i think that like it's cooler to do both our, exactly yeah obviously but i think that like if our school just got wrapped up in this like trask train for heisman type of thing like the goal would just be clouded and like maybe other players would resent that like message. So I think just like what we're doing now is kind of just like the way to go, honestly. Yeah. I mean, it's working. I, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to complain. I don't, I don't see us losing again. So we'll see against Alabama. Yeah. I think we'll I win. Mean, I think we'll be like we six, 65 win. to 60, but Georgia oh. put up 40 points on Alabama and Georgia stinks. I know. I mean, we have defensive problems, which is like definitely an yeah, issue. We got big defensive problems. Yeah. You were saying Derek Mason. Remember Derek Mason tried to fight Grantham last year? Yeah. No, too, that's like, that's when I realized that like Grantham is just like not the guy for our team. Like he's it's just, just an too, asshole. Like, he's such an <laughs> asshole. And like, I just think that like, he's not playing at the level, like he's not coaching at the level of professionalism that like needs to happen. And like, I mean, I tweeted the other day. so much. He gets so paid much so much and like, I just think that right now, like, I mean, Carter's really good on defense, but he's not there every play to make those stops. And, like, I just think that last year, our defense, this is our worst defense in a really long time, but I think last year, we weren't even that much better. But the reason Yeah, I don't we think last year was much better. Grenard I know. was the only thing. Yes, exactly. That's exactly. Because, like, Grenard came with Grantham, so he was just, like, that liaison between that, like, whack-ass perspective of coaching and the rest of the team and he was able to like rile everyone up but like mm-hmm. no one's really emerged as a leader and like what do you think of of I mean I think we need to get rid of Grantham for like the pos- prosperity of like the team in the future I tweeted the other day that like maybe Muschamp should be stepped in there like what do you think about that I mean I've, I've been thinking that Muschamp should come back since he took the defensive coordinator job at Auburn after we fired him He's an yeah. awesome defensive coordinator. He's a great recruiter. He's and he's I don't know if he would come back, but I think I think Florida fans would take him back with open arms. Because of McElwain, he's like the most beloved like ex-coach that we have. Because at least he tried. He, <laughs> he did seems try. like he tried. He's, he's great at recruiting. Like the thing is, is like during that mush champ like McElwain era, like even though our team was so bad, we were getting crazy good recruits just because of like what Muschamp was able to like set that tone for like recruiting. Yeah, McElwain couldn't. Yeah, McElwain couldn't. He couldn't do Except, anything. Couldn't re- yeah. He didn't even try to recruit. Exactly. But yeah, just having like Muschamp back, we're already paying him. He's not doing anything. I mean, like <laughs> he's too, I feel like he's too young to retire and like he should just be our defensive coordinator and just like bring it home for the Gators. Well, you know, this is the longest time that Grantham's ever spent at one school I mean he usually gets driven out around like two years three years he's not that good of a coach yeah he reminds uh, me of just like a frustrated high school coach yeah he was George's defensive coordinator when we were really good in the late two in the 2006 to 2010 so he was then during that or the defensive coordinator during that and he did the the choke sign to our kicker um our kicker who was filling in for the kicker, he was actually a punter. And he made the kick, but that was really bad. A coach just like choking at a at a college kid. Such a bad yeah. one. I, I, so, I can't stand him. I can't stand yeah. him. Georgia hates him. Everyone hates him. I mean, 
if you think that he's a good fit for our team, you're lying to yourself, you know? Yeah, and maybe he was when he first came because he came with Mullen, but... Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I mean, so. Besides that, like, who do you think are other, like, sleepers on our team that the media just, like, does not give enough credit to? I guess Pitts get, gets the credit. I think about this a lot. You remember the, I don't know, this is kind of obscure, the LSU game last year, Kyle Pitts got pulled backwards. Yeah. And he was about to score a touchdown. Yeah. I think he gets that call this year just because of how famous he is now. But he gets the credit he deserves. He'll be a top 10 pick, which is pretty incredible. But I don't know if there's anyone else on our team that's, like, outstanding who doesn't get any media credit. Like, I mean, our receivers are good, but nothing crazy. I mean, even when Tony, maybe, but, like, he's kind of, like, unreliable. Yeah, he's hit or miss. He's a cheat code when he wants to be, but other times he's just lazy. In my opinion, I think that when Pitts was out, Gamble did a great job of stepping up, and, like, I really respected I think all of our receivers are really good. Um, trying to think. I think our biggest problem is like, why are we running on like first and ten? Like, I don't know. Mullen, right Mullen runs. A, I don't. I don't question Mullen though. He runs a weird offense where he kind of like lulls you to sleep and then we'll score like forty points in a quarter. He, he wants to give us a really hard attack the it. first quarter and then like the yeah. second quarter we like have a breakout quarter and then like third quarter we're like playing well and then all of a sudden fourth quarter is the most boring thing I've ever watched yeah it's the same thing every game I really don't understand it I, I guess it's like I guess that's his goal but it's I, weird I want um I want Pierce to have a touchdown like snag like he was really grinding it out this past weekend Pierce and Davis have been disappointing yeah I thought they were gonna yeah, be so our good. running backs aren't that good this year and we like I, I guess the offensive line isn't good at run blocking, but they're like one of the best pass blocking units yeah. in the country, which is crazy. We haven't had that in 12 years. You know, yeah, you know our, our our blocking is good when like Trayvon is, go- is going up for grabs. Like he <laughs> when he's getting open, do he, yeah, he doesn't like, even get no open. Way. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. Oh my God, I'm excited for the rest of the season. I can't believe it's like December and we still have like three are so weird yeah like, like three more weeks FSU week last week yeah. like, it should be the last week of the season and like I don't I have no have idea what's gonna happen like, yeah I mean I I don't see us losing to Tennessee no I don't see us losing to LSU just like watching their performances they suck they're they really suck bad this year they <laughs> suck this year I honestly like that go, just goes to show how much they hyped up Burrow and then like I mean, I know it's hard to be a rookie quarterback starting in the NFL, but I just feel like he, I mean, he's hurt now, but I, I just don't think Burrow is like a great NFL quarterback. I don't know. What I think he's good. Him. He was really good last year, but LSU is a scum great. program. Yeah. They're, they're the worst. Yeah. They, they let everything slide there. Yeah. I'm kind of pissed that like, I'm not going to the game anymore. Yeah, I mean, this will be my first time not going to to a game in my life. That's crazy. Which is weird. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the season was weird with Corona, but I don't know. And now it's just a really weird time because it's also going to be like basketball starting up. So we'll see how that goes. Oh, yeah, we play tomorrow. Tomorrow? No. um, Oh, yeah, tomorrow. Tournament this week. And then first home game is Sunday. Versus who? Stetson. And then... Oh, I don't know who our away games are, but 
we also play we play Stetson, Northern Florida, FAU, like those warm up teams kind of in mm-hmm. the next month. And then January 30th, I mean December 30th is um away at Vandy. I'm pretty sure that's the first SEC game. So they're doing like a full season, like not just SEC and play. I guess it's easier with basketball, it's so much less people. Um, SEC starts December 30th, and then after that, there's there's no outside SEC teams except we're playing um, West Virginia away as like that like Big 12 matchup, whatever that like. Mm-hmm. Remember we had like that Baylor game last year. Yeah, the Big 12 SEC challenge. Yeah, yeah exactly. And then the season. This is an interesting part. Instead of you know how March Madness usually starts like the 20th, like that type of mm-hmm. thing. So I'm pretty sure it's going to stay at that time, but um, regular season ends March 3rd because they probably have to like quarantine before that all starts up. Right. And, stuff. and they're doing it all in Indianapolis, right? Yeah. I mean, that's their first choice just because like the NCAA is there, but if they can't like compensate that whole monster. They should do it at the event. wide world of sports, like the NBA. Yeah. I don't know. I guess that'd be more expensive, but yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, totally. Cool. Yeah. Do you want to move into quick hits to just close this? Sure. Out? Sure. Okay, Let's do okay it. so per, uh, some quick hits to just close out this episode of F Words. Um, I know I mentioned before that you're really like an early adopter of podcasts. How to like? What is your love for podcasts? What's that all about? Well, I really like only listen to a couple podcasts, but I've listened to the same podcast since 2016. I was at lacrosse practice and one of my friends was like, hey, you know, Barstool Sports. And I was like, sure. And he's like, you should listen to Pardon My Take. And I was like, okay. And I've listened ever since then. Um, it was really that uh, that quick. Um, so I've been listening to that for like four years now, which is weird. But other than yeah. that, I just like podcasts. I don't, I don't like a ton of music. I get bored of it. So when I'm just driving in the car, um, just throwing on a podcast and just listening mindlessly is just the best. So yeah, I, love I have my two clear memories of you and podcasts are after Outward Bound, everyone was so excited to listen to music and you're like, nah, I have two episodes of part of my take already downloaded, like ready to watch. That was like, I was, I was obsessed. With, that was, that was like in 20, 2017, I guess. Yeah. I was obsessed yeah. at that point. Do you remember um, you and Gelber's like mirror, like submission to Barstool? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. And then, yeah. um, and then all the second memory is when me, you, and Eli went to Athens and camp that weekend. And like the whole way back when you were getting deathly ill, we were like listening to some podcasts and I've never slept like that so well in a car. Like I literally KO the entire time. I was like, I have no idea what's going on right now. I don't even remember what podcast that was. I felt so bad. It was, like that, was a British, that was one a of the British weirdest soccer podcasts. Oh, yeah. Amer- American Fiasco. That was good. Yeah. You got to watch American Pro- or listen to American Prodigy. It's really good. I will. I will. Um, okay. Moving on. Um, biking versus skiing in Colorado. Which one have you liked better? I mean, skiing is way more fun because biking is hard work. But yeah, I, I love biking. I got in like, not to brag, but I got in like sick shape out here biking. Yeah. Um, and it was just cool being able to from where I started to work up to like more and more elevation. So I, I think biking was awesome because I'll be able to do, to, to do that at home too. Yeah. But skiing, 
that's just the best. It's yeah. so, it's so fun. Yeah, it is. And then last thing, just a quick shout out to URJ Camp Coleman. I mean, we never Coleman. went back on staff, but any they didn't words, want us back. Yeah, kinda. Um, any any last words? To Camp Coleman or just in general? To Camp and then in general to close out upwards. Uh, to Camp, thanks for introducing me to Delilah. That was that was worth it. Um, to the F Words Pod community, we love you. I hope you uh, listen to this episode and get all the way through here because uh, I think we just had a very interesting conversation that everyone should listen to. I agree. And shout out to Lila for grinding. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Brian, AKA Gilligan. This is the first time I've publicly called you Brian and privately. So it's been yeah, a little bit wild. of a change. Yeah, <laughs> but thanks again for coming on. I'm really happy we had this talk and looking forward to having you on in the future in person in Gainesville. Yeah, definitely. Can't wait. All right. See ya. Bye.